Welcome to Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast. Hen and Bex are two mums, under pressure, under-resourced, but over-opinionated, and are our two judgy mums, waiting patiently, excuse the pun, at the medical centre. Hey Hen, I got you a seat in this hellhole, the fourth circle of hell that is this medical centre. Thank you. Can you disinfect it before I sit down? Have you put, I know, we're going to get so many diseases just by coming to the doctor. Have you put your name down for your kids' shots? Do you have to do that? Yeah, they have to know that you're here so that we get the free shot. Oh yeah, okay, yes. Yes, yes. I'll go and tell them. Yeah, good. Because I'm only doing this flu shot because it's free. If I had to pay for it for my kids, I wouldn't do it. You're so tight. Well, nothing says I love you like a syringe full of virus. <laughs> Here, let me shoot you up with this disgusting disease. We don't know which strain it's from. It may not even make you better this season. But anyway, have this big-ass needle. <laughs> do it anyway. But I just I can't handle these places. I just feel like every time the kids come here, we get more sick. I know. It's disgusting, isn't it? And people should have those masks on in, in doctor surgeries, don't you think? Don't yeah. you look at people and think, oh, what are you here for? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You come in for like the common cold and you go out with some rare gastrovirus because <laughs> your kids have been playing with the toys. <laughs> Absolutely. Licking their fingers. Oh. oh, it's just snot everywhere. If you look closely, I think you can see it in the air. <laughs> it's on all those 1996 magazines they've got too. <laughs> I know. Isn't it hysterical? Why don't they update them? Well, people probably steal the good ones. Oh, yeah, true. I would. Kleptos in the doctor's surgery. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in doctor's surgery since having kids, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, my God. How sick do they get at childcare? Just constantly here, particularly in that first year. Don't you reckon? They get everything. Everything runs. Their eyes, their ears, their nose. That's exactly like with work. I'm constantly ringing up and saying, oh, one of the kids is sick or whatever. It just sounds like a lie. And in fact, I've said it so many times, it makes me feel like my kids have got terminal illnesses. The way that the message is received, my boss is like, again, really? What what is it this time? Like, honestly, I feel like it would be more acceptable for me to ring up and say, a dinosaur walked across my backyard and ate the roof off my house and I'm waiting for the builder to come and fix it. I feel like they would believe that more than Poppy's sick again or or Digby can't get out of bed, he's got a vomiting bug or whatever. I just feel like I'm constantly even, even sounds like I'm making it up. Yeah, I know, but that's because they don't have kids. They They're don't. The, the, if you work for barren bosses, that is the worst. I know. My boss actually looks like a cat. And you know what? In a, <laughs> in a meeting recently, they had, you know, we were all sitting around waiting for this meeting to start and the leadership team, they were looking on each other's phones. I and love showing that it's it. a leadership oh, team. It's what makes a, a what, what does that make the rest of you? A, a non-leadership team. <laughs> a following team. The losers. Yeah, yeah. A following team. And they're looking at each other's phones and looking at pictures of cats, like six of them, all what? looking at their cat photos. And, and uh, one of them goes, you guys can just wait. We're sick of looking at photos and hearing about your kids. We're just going to look at our cats. They didn't. Like, oh, great. Oh, that's gross. How accepting are they? Oh, they're just putrid. How's how they said also to someone in the group, they go, oh, that's a really good idea. Do you mind if we socialise that? What the fuck does that mean? Oh, this corporate jargon has gone too far. I like saying, do you mind if I go and vomit in your ears? Because that's just what you've done to me. <laughs> I think I think you're you, in the wrong industry. You have just spewed in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to socialise that saying. You've just vomited <laughs> in my ears. Socialise that? That's probably what will happen to the kids after this flu shot. <laughs> I know. So does this make you sick? Because I can't ring work <laughs> 
I'm getting this so I can keep my job. If they get sick from this flu shot, I may as well just resign. I think you can't feel your arm for like two days or something. I so want to resign. So, okay, so now I'm going to say, oh, sorry, I can't come in um, because we got the flu shot and now the kids can't lift their arms above their <laughs> above their elbow height and they can't go to school. And working from home when the kids are sick. So I've done that a number of times and just had to pretend that they're not there. Have you ever done that? <laughs> <laughs> so I had a call with my boss and so I set them up in the bedroom. They were playing quietly, whatever. Two minutes into the call, no joke, two minutes into the call, I hear this, Wah! Like this screaming, both of them, and they're walking out the hallway together, pushing each other down the hallway, absolutely bawling, holding their heads. I was still on the phone. I just walked outside and shut the glass doors, <laughs> <laughs> and I was standing in the backyard. They were holding their heads and like reaching out to me, clawing out to me like some zombies in the apocalypse or whatever. They probably had concussion. They'd obviously. <laughs> Had a big headbang, but I just shut the doors and held them as they were trying to prise them open. Anyway, but the, my boss goes, oh, do you need to go? And I said, no, 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 no. The nanny's here. They're in the other part of the house. <laughs> <laughs> taking them to the park. And the, <laughs> I locked the door from the outside and stood in the furthest part of the backyard. And that, so, like, to meet there, they could have had, I mean, she, Poppy could have been bleeding from the ears and I wouldn't even know. And the call <laughs> did not stop. It just went on and on and on. And then when I came back in afterwards, they're saying, Mommy, Mommy, why didn't you listen? Why didn't you listen? You're like, I was listening. I could hear you. Had eggs. Both of them had huge Ooh. eggs on their forehead. Well, good thing is they probably won't remember it. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. You're the one that keeps telling me they have no memory. They don't have any memory until they're like four yeah, but can't their brain be wired in a certain way? I mean, isn't that why you shouldn't, um, you know, control cry your kids? Because... No, no, I think that's all just claptrap. I reckon kids don't remember anything because you could leave your kid in a drawer and for the first year of its life, I mean, feed it occasionally, and it would be, it would be fine. Oh, are you for real? Yeah, and that's that what I'm going to do with my third. <laughs> Not by choice, just by accident. Yeah. Oh, my God, I've got a third baby. Quick, where is it? Open the third drawer. I better not get sick here. I just can't handle being sick whilst being pregnant. Well, you, you can't take anything. Did they give you the flu shot when you were pregnant? When I, you told I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I thought it was compulsory. Oh, I barely even finished the word saying, I think, I went, I think I'm prep, and the doctor went, boom, <laughs> put the shot straight in my arm. I didn't think you had a choice. He may have just been wanting to shut you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hand, not again. The first time was torture for me as your doctor. It's painful. <laughs> yeah. Did you bring any snacks for the kids? I forgot. No, I didn't either. Oh, God. Oh, I sort of, I kind of thought about that as I rushed out the door, but I only had one packet of tiny teddies and I just... <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't have given my kids any of those. <laughs> I would just fight over them anyway, so... <laughs> no, actually, Tilly's getting in trouble at school. Well, not in trouble. The other kids Why? are... Well, they're picking on her because she <gasps> really likes little pickles. Yeah, right. You know those little ones that are kind of sweet? Cornichons. No, not as bitter, like nicer, sweeter ones. She eats them all the time at home. That and is olives amazing. And artichokes. Like she's, you know, like she's got an amazing palate. Your say. kids <laughs> eat the best stuff. <laughs> no, no, only Tilly. Freddie um, doesn't eat anything that's orange. And that will be like oranges, carrots. We'll peel off the batter from like, you know, schnitzel or uh, fish fingers. <laughs> Just nothing that's orange. Freaks out. 
if anything is orange. Wow. But with Tilly, I'm like the greatest mum ever in the history of the world. She will eat anything. That is phenomenal. But goes to school with pickles, oh. gets told she smells, and that she's some sort of weirdo because she's eating pickles. Oh, no way. Yeah. See, a kid's brain is so different to an adult's brain, isn't it? If my kids ate pickles, artichokes and olives, I would take them out in public and I would just feed them to them so other people could watch my kids eating pickles, olives and artichokes. I would be so smug, a bit like you are now. I am, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I can only be smug for one child, though. Yes, smug food, Mum. But I would eat Freddie's batter. Yeah, well, that's what I end up doing, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, this is good for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor Tilly. What, so what does she do? Well, she has told me that I'm not allowed to pack her pickles anymore. And yeah. I have to just, I mean, I want to just send her with nuts and go, now I'll see who's popular. But, <laughs> you choose, yeah. bastards. If you think you're unpopular with pickles, wait till you pull out the peanuts. <laughs> I can't believe these little kids and what they say to each other. I really can't. I don't know if I'm just particularly naive about, I mean, most things in the world, but how five-year-olds talk to each other. Yeah. No, it's because they're saying what we say. So, like, I mean, I threaten my children all the time. Like, you know, if you don't pick that up, I'm going to knock your block off. And then (laughs) why should I be surprised if they turn around the playground and say, you know, I'm going to punch you in the tummy? Well, you should, Tilly should say, if you say anything else about my pickles, I'll knock your block off. Well, I did say, you know, you could tell them to go and stick the pickle somewhere. (laughs) But she wasn't keen on that. (laughs) And then have a whole classroom of kids with pickles in their nose, in their ears. Well, we've had this thing with Diggs recently about the canteen. You know, he's so excited about taking like a dollar or two dollars or whatever to school to buy an ice block or because I mean that's the only thing you'd eat at the canteen. Like they have lasagna and Caesar salad. I mean, he's <laughs> it's just who is ordering that? P.S. What public school do you go to where they get to have lasagna and Caesar salad? I know it sounds like a boarding sizzler. school in. The... It sounds like a sizzler. <laughs> oh, oh, that cheese bread! <laughs> I wish they had that there. So he he buys an ice block, right? And he said to me when I picked him up, oh, what? that he bought his, this little kid in his class an ice block as well because he had $2, right? And they're a dollar each. And I said, oh, that's really nice of you. Really, you know, well done. Yeah. Cool. He goes, oh, well, no, I had to because if I didn't, he said he would fire me from the boys' group. The kid said that? Yeah. What, who's his dad, Donald Trump? <laughs> I know. I know. Wow, how did they know about that? He's like a standover man at five. Yeah, that's impressive. And so I said to Dick, I'm thinking, handle this well, Hen, like, handle this well. How, what, what can I say here to make this To make him not get beaten up, but to be strong. Yeah, and it's a really fine line, isn't it? Yeah. So I said in the car later, I said to him, so what are you going to do next time that kid asks you for your money, for your change? And he thought about it for a while and he goes... Mm, I think next time I'll just take a dollar. Nice. That's very smart. <laughs> so he won't have any change. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. Unless he gets beaten up for the one dollar. I've probably instilled that avoidance in him. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know if it's bullying. I don't know if what Tilly is going through is bullying, but I feel like. I feel two things. One thing I feel like is if we don't talk about it, you know, they're just going to go like float off into this world of unknown and be really timid or frightened or scared or whatever. And the other thing is if we talk about it loads, it just brings everything's a bully. Yeah, everything is a bully at the moment. Yeah, and bullies are really bad. But what is just like kids, kids banter? Yeah. 
I don't know. know the difference. I have no idea. Might have to go. I'm to... hoping by the third child I'll have some idea. <laughs> third one might be right. Maybe I should have a third one to see if I get it right. <laughs> Actually, no. No way. Hey, I think your butt's vibrating. Oh, it is. Oh, it feels all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mick. Oh, Are you going to answer it? No, I'm not even. I do not want to talk to him. Is he in the dog box? Oh, he should just move permanently to the dog box lately. So we have, you know, it's amazing all the different things you can find to fight about when you're married to someone, isn't it? Yeah. Can't you? I mean, you can literally fight about things that are so nothing. For example, so just hear me out because this, <laughs> I could be slightly in the wrong here. But wa- I doubt it. I doubt it too. The washing. Yeah. Okay. What, that he doesn't do it. No, I do it. And that's fine because he is shit at it. The the few times he's done it, he's managed to like completely fuck up two of these really nice shirts. How can you fuck up hanging out the washing? But he can't even wash it properly. I don't know what he does. I do not know what he does. But when he hangs it out, he doesn't hang it out so it dries properly. He just like puts pegs on things and then they don't dry. Anyway, I've got a system. Have you got a system? Yeah, hanging out the clothes system. Yes. Yeah, I make on do it. That's my system. I don't want to do it. So you don't hang out the clothes? No, I'll, well, I do if I have to. But in the end, it's, you know, you hang out the kids' clothes in the kids' order and then you hang out the adults' clothes. Thank you. That is hard. exactly, you know, if someone had told me, hey, you know, in like 10 years' time, you'll have a couple of kids and you'll have a strategy for hanging the washing out, I would have said, I would have said, piss off, that there's no chance. I'm so much more interesting than that. <laughs> <laughs> turns out. That is what our life has come down to. Turns out I'm not. I am no better. But I'm so glad you said that because Mick makes me feel like a total freak. So I hang... I'm even considering hanging it all out in this, in order, but I definitely get it off in order, you know, so I get his stuff off first, my stuff, and then the kid's stuff yeah. in order. So when I go to put it away, which by the way, is the hardest bit of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's can, the worst bit of the whole thing, yeah. I can't put it away. So we had a fight about it last night and he's like, oh, well, you go and mow the lawn then. You go and fix the gate. You go and, you know, it's not it's not like a competition. I'm just saying. It if, is. If you're going to do it, can you do it my way? <laughs> I don't think that's bad. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they were your wedding vows, right? <laughs> They should have been. Maybe I'll ask him to renew them and he'll think it's really romantic. And yeah, like Seal did every <laughs> you know, for seven years of his life before they had a divorce. Before they got divorced. And he'll think, I wonder who's got inside her skin and she's turned into somebody else. Well, you have been in a medical centre for a long time, so anything could be inside your skin right now. <laughs> we better do it before I die, before I catch something that we may never, ever know exactly the true cause of it. Yeah. And I just come back for blood tests every week. <laughs> oh. Jason Smith, come on through. Oh, you know how you always get the world's most embarrassing uh, children? Yes. Well, Freddie did it to me today. Oh, good. Yeah, just as we came into the medical centre, we saw a guy who had an eye patch on. So clearly he has a problem with his eye. Oh, no. One eye's fine, one eye, a black patch. Freddie screams. 
it's a pirate, it's a pirate, (laughs) and starts making all the pirate jokes. And, you know, the swordfish, like he gets them all mixed up. He's like, there's a swordfish. Why do pirates eat fish? And I'm like, it's not, no, no, shush. And the more he, you know, saw the pirate, the more he carried on, he got louder and louder. Anyway, this guy started to walk towards us and Freddie started to freak out because he's like, the hook, the hook. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm like trying to turn the pram around, but, you know, it's stuck so I can't. Thank God he was strapped in. Well, he was strapped in, but then Tilly started to cry because the pirate was coming toward him. Anyway, I was just pretending it wasn't happening. And I'm like, oh, that's, yes, that's a good book. That's a pirate book. Okay, let's look at a different book. And he didn't have a book on him. Right? It was like an invisible book. So this poor man with one eye walked away past us, like right past Did us. Did he say anything? No. I mean, I think I heard him say, when he walked by, but... <laughs> That could have been Freddie. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. I'm actually happy to hear that, that it's not my, st- <laughs> my turn to tell the story this time. I like it. Uh, we're here to serve. How's these TVs? Look at this, you know, another thing about fat shaming little kids. I don't mind fat kids. Well, I, I judge. Yeah, I know you Just do. Just the you're little ones. Nazi. Yeah, the little ones. The ones in kindy. I'm like, if you're a roly-poly in kindy, that's not your fault. I don't think you see that many, though. Oh, you do? Yeah. How fat are you talking? Like the roly-poly ones. I mean, they are always got great personalities, don't get me wrong, and really <laughs> cute hair because, you know, you do what you can with what you got, even if it's not a lot. That's what my mum said to me. <laughs> and but... she made a poem out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All of my life lessons rhyme. <laughs> That is good. But, you know, I look, I'm like, I judge the parent. I'm like, come on, this kid didn't just blow up by itself. It's totally the parent's fault. And I often think that as I am bribing, bribing my kids with jelly babies and snakes to do things. Yeah, see, you've got to, that's why with my kids, I don't bribe them with anything they can eat. What do you bribe them with? He's an olive. Yeah. <laughs> I bribe them with the threat of non-violence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that so that's not going to mess them up as much. <laughs> I'm not saying my kids won't turn out to be psychopaths, but they'll be thin psychopaths. You'll have some psychological baggage and we'll just have weight baggage. Yeah. <laughs> I, it is a thing, though. I am worried about it. And it, because it is everywhere, I feel like it's made me more conscious about it. I think my mum rewarded me with food. Really? I think so. I mean, this is what I'm blaming her for. <laughs> Amongst, I mean, everything else. Yeah, I was going to point out your dress sense. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I like this dress. You don't like it. It's all right. I mean, you look like one of the shrubs in the Royal Botanical Gardens, but you look fine. Hey, I'm taller than a shrub in the Botanical (laughs) Gardens. I know. There are so many different ways you can mess up your kids. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to do every single one of them so they're balanced. (laughs) (laughs) To each kid. Yeah, to each kid. I know. If you feel like you've yelled at one too much one day, you have to yell at the other one the same amount the next day. Yeah, so that it's fair. All the while giving them sugary treats and feeling bad about it, pretending. But I have sort of hidden it from Mick, actually. To be honest with you, Mick's more onto it than I am. What, the sugary treats? Yeah. Why? Because I think he would, you know what, I think he might have been a closet fat kid. Really? He's just never told me about it. I've never seen many photos of him young. Well, you know what I do at the supermarket <laughs> with the little kid, you know, they pack all the sugar and the lollies and that right there when you're at the counter, when you're at your weakest, Oh, right? the point of sale. And the children are screaming because they've been in the supermarket for too long and yeah. they you know, want to do something. And so they, my kids always 
you know, like, oh, what's that? What's that? And so I've now tried to convince them that entire point of sale area where it's all chocolate bars are for dogs or for cats or for birds. How do you convince them of that? Well, they can't read yet. Oh, yeah, so you've got a very limited window now. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> see how it's brown? So it's like a dog biscuit, like it's a, it's like a stick. And they buy that? Yeah, I'm not saying my kids are smart. <laughs> Well, the supermarket. Maybe that's your problem. Your kids are too smart and mine are just sufficiently dumb. Just way clever. No. <laughs> the supermarket is like my nemesis. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. It's like my kryptonite. Like every time I go with those two kids, I swear on my life I will never do it again. Mm, shame. I don't know why I don't shop online. Actually, in fact, I do know why I don't shop online. Have you ever. Do you shop online? Uh, yeah, occasionally, but oh my I always God. end up with like, you know, a massive size of something I want little and a little size of something I wanted in bulk. I'm not very clever on that one it's either. so hard. I'm surprised <laughs> how difficult it was. So I started, tried to do it one day when Poppy was first born and it took me, I'm not joking, all day to get the order right because there's pages and pages of, you know, it's like walking through a supermarket online. So you've got to click and look at all this. So because it was taking me so long because I had to feed the baby and then do something with digs and whatever, whatever, I kept missing all the delivery times. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time I finished the order, it was like fucking three o'clock. And all the food was gone. Gone, but also all the delivery time. So I couldn't get it for four days. <laughs> <laughs> what, is the, what is the point? How do people do this? <laughs> I don't know how people do this. So... Again, I find myself in the supermarket, right, filling up the trolley. Like, this is a serious shop. You know you know one of those shops when you need everything. You need paper towels, you need disinfectant, you need... The big box of nappies. Yeah, you need all the stuff all the time. So I 18 get, litres of milk? Yeah, you know when you buy it all, right? And so Digby, every time we go to the supermarket, without fail, halfway through has to go to the toilet. Yeah. Every single time. So then I've got to get him, I've got to get Poppy out, the bag, leave the trolley somewhere, inconspe- like, you know, hide it, or I have to say to someone there, can I just leave this massive trolley here? You know, so all these stupid conversations. So that's what happened this day. So I go back to the trolley and it was like, like Bex, I mean, it was overflowing. It was like it looked like an old lorry, you know, like a, or like that I was shopping for like a home, you know, a home full of like runaways or something, and I was trying to feed them. So we get to the end. I put them all through. The kids are screaming. It was just a disaster. And so I packed up into two trolleys now, right? And I go to pay, and I didn't have my wallet. No wallet, no cards, no just like money flying around. It was like a $500 shop or something. Ouch. Literally didn't have that much cash, maybe not that much, but it was a lot, right? So I just said to the guy, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I swapped over my bags and, you know, I haven't got my wallet. I'll come back. I'll come back. Don't worry. I'll I'll come back. I I walked out of there knowing I would never go back in. So I can't go back there. Because I left two shopping trolleys full. Like, I mean, he would have thought, like, are are you having a festival at your house or something and catering for millions of people? (laughs) I can never go back. You can't. So, you know, the worst thing about that day was I had to go home and get my wallet and go and do it all again (laughs) at another supermarket. 
with the same result, you need to go to the toilet halfway through. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If your kids ever get constipated, you either take them to a supermarket or to a park (laughs) that doesn't have toilets. That doesn't have a toilet. That's the way to make them fresh and clean and (laughs) cleanse out. Mass evacuation. It's like a detox for them. (laughs) Oh, it's just painful. You know, and when you try to explain to someone like Mick, you know, what did you, hi, Hen, how was your day? I just go, yeah. It was good. I mean, how, how do you even start to tell someone that that took, no joke, six hours? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm like, what did you do today? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Are you vibrating again? Oh, God. I hope this is your phone. <laughs> It is 100% my phone. Make the doctor's surgery a bit more interesting though, wouldn't it? I'm not, it's Mick again. I'm not talking to him. I don't feel like picking it up. I can't really talk properly in here either. Is this all about the washing? Yes. It's it's amazing what you can fight about, really, isn't it? You do pick your fights. I just don't know. I I just don't want to back down on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll back down later. I just don't want to back down in the doctor's surgery. (laughs) Although I hope he's not ringing to tell me. Like, something really bad has happened. No, it doesn't matter. He'll leave a message. He'll leave a message. No, he won't. He never leaves messages. He just leaves me hanging. Makes me, leaves like me wondering. <laughs> I had an idea, though. What? That's unlike you. Okay, so <laughs> I've got another idea. Coincidentally, it has to do with the washing. Oh. It's, on, it's top of mind. What about a clothes rack, you know, an indoor clothes horse or whatever mm-hmm. they're called, that's heated... You know, like a like a towel rack, but for your clothes. So a big one, so you hang all of your clothes on it, and they sort of dry. Just getting my phone out. Yep. So you, it's like a heated towel, and but for your rack. clothes. Yeah. What about that? Hang on, have a look at this hen. There's about fourteen thousand of them out there already. Oh, they exist already. It's a good idea <laughs> that someone had in 1996. <laughs> Oh, no way. Yeah. Are they available in Australia? Yeah, let's have a look. Oh, yeah, this one's even got reviews. Who the hell leaves reviews on websites? Who's got the time to leave reviews? People are so annoying. I don't care what Bev1953 is thinking about a goddamn clothes rack. Exactly. And why does she think people care what she thinks about it as well? What did she write? Read it to me. Oh, she said that it's warm but not warm enough and the rubber footing? The rubber footing. She's talking about the rubber footing. No one cares about the rubber footing. You're a whinger, Bev. The rubber footing is black when it should be white. Why aren't they just writing, this is a bloody great idea? Well, maybe they're not real. Have you ever tried to leave a review? It's very hard. Yeah, actually, you know what? Once, one time only, and it was to leave a scathing review. So was maybe, it on a podcast? Maybe it was Kami. Maybe it was Karma that made me not be able to do it. But I had to then, like, log in, leave a put in a password or whatever. To be honest with you, I've got password fatigue. Have you? Yeah, I don't even know what any of my passwords are. Oh, my God. Capitals, no capitals, numbers, no numbers. So I use the same word and the same numbers, but I do not know in what configuration I've used them ever. So I'm constantly locked out of things, getting sent a new password, you know, for everything. So, no, I didn't leave my review. And do you know what? I'm not that person. I'm not a reviewer. Yeah, but I still read them. Do you? Do you make a decision based on Bev? Bev 1953. <laughs> well, look, if I probably met Bev 1953, I probably wouldn't sit down and have a vodka with her. I'm guessing that <laughs> Bev 1953 has a lot of cats and, yep. you know. She drinks brandy from the 
from the bottle. And probably collects pasta pictures. You know, pictures made out of pasta? <laughs> I reckon that's Bev 1953. <laughs> yeah, and people go over to her house and say, wow, a heated clothes rack? That is the best idea I've ever heard. And she goes, yeah, but look at the footing. <laughs> I'm going to write a review. She sounds like us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should look her up. <laughs> Oh, it's number 12, finally, thank God. Is that you? Yeah, we can go in. Where's I'll give you 50 kids? bucks for that ticket. Oh, no, I'm going, no. Oh, no. come on. Where's Freddie? 50 bucks. 50 no, bucks. where's Freddie? Come on, come How on. How about 100? <laughs> 100 bucks? Done. Join Bex and Hen next time for Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast.